Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Oh, today, today, today. You know, this whole season, I'm just getting, this is like the toolkit, what you want to do to transition in your life. Today, we're talking with the host of See the Unseen, Melissa Georgeoff. She is the Chief Contracting Officer at Advent Area Tech Life Tech and Med Emporium. She's an advocate for people with disabilities. And her podcast, See the Unseen, is going to be a lot similar to this, where it's deep down, raw, real. So definitely check that out. Check out her links linked below. She's one of the few guests that I've met in person before doing the other aspect of my life. That That is not sent to me by a publishing company or someone I found online. I've actually met her in person first. And it was like, oh, yes, let's do this. So it's an honor to have you here today, Melissa. Let's just get into it. Sure. It's an honor to be here. And yes, I got to see you in action and get to meet you. And I thought it was so exciting because I had just been thinking about starting a podcast. And you're like, a podcast? So we kind of just uh, bonded immediately. Thank you yes. for having me on. Yes. It was your anniversary, right? It was. It was my fiance and I, uh, it was our anniversary of four years. So we were having a special dinner. Congratulations again on that. So tell me a little bit about your history, your, your, what the work you've done and everything. So I currently, I'm the chief contracting officer for a ventilator company. So we see both babies and uh, people who like have ALS uh, who need invasive and uh, non-invasive ventilators. I do all of the, I lead payer relations. So I do payer contracting as well as government affairs. So I work on different types of legislation to protect access to the equipment and the products and services that people need. Prior to that, I spent 30 years of my career at a company called New Motion and it's the nation's largest complex wheelchair company in the country. And I did a little of everything. I mean, I started there back 30 years ago answering the phones, uh, did some sales, marketing, IT, compliance, quality improvement, and then got into payer relations and government affairs there. And I was really just, I became very passionate about helping people with disabilities many, many years ago. And that's what really drove me to continue to self-improve and, you know, work on my career path. So, you know, I say that when I started, I started back in 1993, so I'll just date myself here, and I answered an ad in the paper. And growing up, I didn't come from money. So I was really growing up, I grew up poor. I'll just put it up. But I didn't really realize that I was poor. I would say when it rained, I got my bucket out, I got five buckets out, and I put them all strategically around my room because my mom and dad couldn't afford to get the roof fixed. So I thought everybody did that. Like, I didn't think it was anything, you know, crazy. And I really didn't feel like we were poor. I just thought everyone did that. And I see rain coming down my bookshelf. And again, like I had friends who I knew had a little nicer house and things. But my home had, you know, paneling on the walls, no doors on any of the rooms. I shared a room with my sister and my brother shared a room. So it was my mom was uh, she worked at a ceramic shop. And so she 
uh, was more of kind of stay at home type mom. And then my dad was a laborer. But I knew that when your dad, when my dad wasn't working, that things were tough and we had to watch, you know, what we were spending. And I say that because I, my mom and dad didn't, couldn't afford college. So I put myself through the two years that I went and I also, you know, did some online courses and did night school for another year, but I never finished my degree. And it's something I talk about now, but, you know, I was really, I allowed a lot that insecurity to really get the best of me. And it came out in a lot of bad way. So that's a whole nother story. But but I tell the, my story because I feel like well, a lot of young people, because this was my mindset, is a lot of young people think that they have to come from money or they have to have this college degree to be successful. And I want them to know that no matter what your circumstances, no matter what your history is, that you can be successful too. And that's, that's my message for women. You know, I wasn't like, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I still don't have a degree today. You know, I never finished college. And that was, again, a real insecurity of mine. But I learned from a leadership coach to tell yourself a different story. And so I'll just tell you a story real quick, Olivia. I worked for many years. I had my past senior leadership team uh, had been let go. And there's a lot of different changes. And I was really the only one left from the legacy company. And we had a new CEO coming on board. And he brought the whole senior leadership team of a lot of men who had went to Duke University. And, you know, I don't know if they really went to Duke, but they, you know, they went to these prestigious colleges and they can't, they came with these Ivy League degrees. And I was very intimidated by that. Um, they had all this Jack Welch leadership, you know, skill set. And you know, I think my insecurities came out in a lot of different ways. And so I worked with this leadership coach that my, the CEO of our company said, you know, Melissa, do you ever admit when you're wrong? And I said, well, I thought I was wrong once, so I was mistaken. He's like, well, then that's the reason why you might need a leadership coach. So I actually went and I spent about a year and a half with this leadership coach. And, you know, he said, what's the biggest insecurity that you have? And I said, I didn't even want to tell my leadership coach this. And I said, well, that I didn't graduate college. And he said, well, he said, do you want to go back to school? I said, no. He's like, do you think you're going to make more money because you go back to school and get that degree? I said, no. He said, do you think that piece of paper makes is going to make you feel smarter? No. And he said, well, you know, do you think all these guys on your senior leadership team are smarter than you? I said, no. And he said, well, why don't you start telling yourself a different story? What's another story you could tell yourself? And I said, well, that I have 30 years of domain expertise and complex wheelchairs that they will never have. And he said, well, then start telling yourself that story. And that to me was like super life changing. I had let something, this belief inside of me that I wasn't as, you know, I wasn't as good as these guys or I wasn't, I couldn't do the work of these guys. And I let this limited belief get the best of me. And it was showing up in so many different ways. Like I was, it shows up in anger. It shows up in, you know, frustration. And I had not been the leader I wanted to be. So, I mean, for me, I, spending time with this guy, his name was Taba Batterson, was life-changing for me. Helped me to be a better mom. It helped me in my personal life and my, you know, finding balance and, and work. And all kinds of different things. So I know that's a long answer to maybe the first question that you asked me, but you know, 
that's kind of my career path and the reason why I'm actually doing my podcast or why I started a podcast. Thank you. I I got a lot of notes from that and there's some, I want to like kind of summarize my biggest takeaways that I got from that. Despite the fact that you did not get a college degree, which honestly nowadays to me, experience is so much more important than a piece of paper. And it's the quality, the, the quality of, I'm sorry, you can't lead people from a classroom. Like you do not learn leadership skills until you're actually leading people. Like it's all good in theory. We've got all these theories in this world. Oh, you know, you should do these. Okay. But are you the person that can carry out the theory? Can you, and a lot of leadership, you said something important, you know, admitting when you're wrong, admitting when you're wrong is such an important thing to me in my leadership skills, because I want to show my staff that they can come to me. And I I know that I'm human. And I will, if my aim is to make things better. So if I can't see my own faults or admit my own faults, how will things ever improve? And a lot of times people, people don't want to to do that because that's uncomfortable. That type of the looking in the dirty mirror, as I like to call it, or doing the shadow work as other people call it, that is so uncomfortable. So you talking about having a mentor is also one of those things that I think is so fundamental for your success. So many people like they don't, the ones that don't get it, don't get it and they won't get it. Like, like if you don't learn things, like take what you need, leave the rest from every situation you're listening to, person you interact with, there's always somebody to learn from. And having that learner's mentality is also very important to me and leadership. And I know that you've probably learned that too, to learn to tell yourself a whole different story. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually spent, well, I had to get on this call and really apologize to like 26 different stakeholders for if I ever did anything to offend them or you know, and basically be super vulnerable and say, like, I want your feedback. Please give me, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it was the hardest thing I think I've ever done. I said, I can't do this. And he was like, you can do it, Melissa. And I literally to get on a call and be that vulnerable and admit that, hey, I don't have it all figured out all the time. It it was like, I can't even tell you how hard it was for me. But then what what I did was he, he spent time with 26 different stakeholders and they basically did this uh, confidential 360 feedback exercise where they said, you know, what's Melissa really good at? What can she improve upon? You know, what kind of feedback would you give her? And this was all confidential. So I was literally having anxiety thinking like, this is, this is not going to be good. He said, look, take this home. You know, I got this printout. And he's like, take this whole, this survey results home over the weekend. Don't focus on the, I know you're going to pick one or two of the really negative feedback and focus on those, but try not to. And, you know, and I did, I went home, I read through it. And of course I focused on the two things, but there was a lot of good in that too. And it was like, you know, the one thing it was like, she's very passionate about what she does and that, you know, and, and you know, I, I tried to focus on some of those, you know, the good things, the positive things as well. But you all, you know, your mind always sometimes takes you back to the negative. 
but the other thing that he, when I first met him, he said, you know, Melissa, how do you want people to feel when you leave them? And I said, I want them to feel that I care about them, that I want them to be successful, you know, that I'm their biggest cheerleader. And he said, is that how you think people feel when you leave them? And I was like, probably not, you know, if I'm being honest. And, you know, that really made me sit there and think about like how I was treating my team. I thought that I was helping my team by telling them what to do versus asking, what do you think we should do? So I, there were many different things that I changed my approach. I helped, you know, I learned to empower others. Um, I learned to trust others um, because I could tend to be pretty, you know, want to control the situation. Um, But there were things I learned with this leadership coach that I would never have learned if I would not have been vulnerable and spent the time doing the hard work. Um, And it's hard work. It's hard work today. I have a podcast that I started and I'm still like to me to sit there and go put the headphones on, go in the studio and like just get on and talk from my heart and send it out to, you know, ever the world. It's, it's super hard, but, but I think that more women need to hear about it. More women need to be empowering to other women and help them to know that, you know, you can do it too. Um, you know, nobody has this like secret sauce. You know, I like, I, I was listening to Mel Robbins this morning and I thought, you know, I listen to her almost every day here lately. And I love that she's real raw. She's kind of to the point, you know, I said this morning, I mean, she's like, this is such shit, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll like come out and say it. And I just love that she's like, doesn't beat around the bush, but you know, we all have those things we've learned in business that we could share with others. She's not the only one out there. And I think like, why am I, you know, if, if I'm really advocating for women to, you know, be courageous, to speak up, to do the hard work and know that they can do it too, then I'm being a hypocrite if I'm not out there doing it myself. So that's why I literally, even though I have a podcast, I literally just put the headphones on and was like, I'm just going to talk to women today from my heart. And I don't know if it's, you know, somebody needs to hear this message, but I'm going, I'm just going to throw it out there and do it because it's uncomfortable and it's pushing me to get out of my comfort zone. And so, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I did this morning. I love it. And I thought, I thought, okay, so I got... that actually had, that was not, you know, I don't know how the sound is coming through here, but I had all the technology that you would think of, but here we are on a Zoom call and I'm on my Logitech webcam, but I think, you know, it doesn't really matter what your technology is as long as you're getting the right message out, right? Exactly. I have two questions and two statements from what you said. First, why, why do you think as people, we care so much about the negative? Like we care, like, we can get 10 positive comments and you get one negative one and you focus on the neg- negative. I think we're so, and this is just something like people do in general, but we're so that way. Do you, do you know why we're like that? I, you know, what I think is that it's easy to focus on the negative, but I, I think that it's because it's the devil's always trying to talk to them. You know, it's like the devil is always trying to get in there and and keep you from what you know God wants you to do. And so for me, part of my podcast was to share my faith. And mm-hmm. I think that the, the closer I kept getting to 
getting out there and to be vocal and talk about my faith, the more the devil is working against me. I was like, hey, you know, do people really want to hear what you have to say? Or, hey, you know, you're not, you know, you sure you're smart enough to do this? Or, like, and I'm saying, you know what? I know what I'm capable of doing. I know I've been successful. And so I just kept praying about it. Every single day, I pray about it. And I, I thought, you know, I don't want to do this podcast for me or because it's about me. And so if it's not in his will, then let me do something else. Um, but it kept leading. I kept praying about it. And every time, you know, people would show up, it was like I was meeting you. And then I met, you know, I would meet this lady who had a little hand that I was like, she's hiding it for 25 years. She's going to be on my podcast in a couple of weeks. I thought I should do a podcast because these are the things that, you know, there's little steps along the way that were, were and prayers along the way every day and every night and constantly relying on God and what he wanted for me versus what that, what the devil saying in your ear. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't know why we focus on that, you know, but he's pretty powerful. So I think we just have to do a better job of listening to our creator and the one who made us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and thinking about what God says about us and not what the world says about us. Amen. I love that you said, how do you want people to feel when they leave you? Like when, you know, they they get done spending time with you. And I think that's such a good reminder because sometimes when we're acting out of a stress, out of anxiety, out of anger, we're not thinking about, okay, well, how do we want the person that we come across at the grocery store to feel? when they, they leave from us? How are we, how do we want our neighbor to feel when they, when they wave at us, you know, and we just, we're, we've got our own thing going on, you know, how do we really want to show up in the world? And I think that that's such a good reminder. And I don't know if somebody needed to hear that today. I think I did. So I appreciate that. Another thing that I got from what you were saying is, you know, it's so much more important to just focus on who you're helping rather than yourself. Because that's, for me, that is where a lot of the negative self-talk just goes away. Like, oh, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look right. Nah, but that doesn't matter when someone out there needs what you have to say. I, uh, I'll i tell you a story. So I was talking to a coworker and she was like, you know, it's because I have this statement about not letting pride get in, get in the way of your success. Don't let pride stop you from asking for the help that you need. You know, and a lot of times you're so prideful and she's like, that takes so much of releasing of ego and all. I was like, yeah, but think about it. If somebody were to come to you with that same problem, would you shame them or would you help them? And she's like, I would help them. And so I'm like, exactly. So there are people out here that want to help you and want you to do great things in your life but you can't be afraid to share that. And so that's that's one of the things that has helped me share so many things so openly because I understand that it's, if, if I had somebody to say the things that I needed to hear years ago, I probably wouldn't have made the mistakes that I made years ago, Right. you know? And so that's, I, I love having these conversations because I learn new things every time I have these conversations. This is like a, it's a container of growth for me. It just helps me so much, but it's also helping other people. And then living in integrity with who you are, you know, that goes back to, you know, how do you want to show up in this world? 
And when you're not showing up in alignment with who God has called you to be, which when you are a Christian and you really live that life, when you really are connected with Christ, then when you're not living in alignment with that, it really messes with you. And there's so many attacks that come your way. And I'm turning, I turn 31 tomorrow. And I, Happy um, birthday. <laughs> thank you. I, um, this, like for the year of 30, I was working on increasing my level of contentment. But for the year of 31, I think I'm really like, it's been coming to me, becoming, having, like just being unwavering. That word has just been popping up and unwavering in my faith and my trust that God has amazing things planned for me. And the bad things that come are just a part of the process. And I find myself now, it's just, okay, this is just a part of the process. Now there's some, like, I mean, when I tell you there's some things thrown my way, because I did ask for like the year of 2023 to be the year that I uh, increased my stress capacity. And I didn't know what I asked for. I had no idea. Sometimes when we ask God for things like, you know, patience or something like that, he, you know, he gives us these different situations in our life that's like, well, I didn't want that to happen so that I had to show patience or whatever, right? So we have to be careful what we ask for sometimes because it certainly can be a, a life lesson. You know, when you talked about things that we're learning along the way, you know, I am showing up as, in a certain way. Like, you know, I feel like like right now I don't feel like my hair looks terrible. But like when I got on the podcast the other day, I hated how I looked. I hated, you know, I thought my eyes looked funny. I thought I was my face looked chunky and I like the camera angle. And I thought, you know what? This is not about me. And I have to learn to be more vulnerable about this and be okay with like, you know, this is about a guy who has no arms and legs and I got his message out. And uh, to me, and then like the other day I was on a call and I didn't know how to upload to Apple podcast. I mean, it was like the first time I was trying to do that. And this guy was cerebral palsy. He has his own podcast. He was on with me and he's like, Hey, share your screen. And so we were doing this and he showed me how to do it. So it's like, I'm always learning something every single day. And I think everybody is. And it, you know, you've got to keep growing. You got to keep taking the little small steps. You know, even with my podcast, I, you know, I just started it. I only have two episodes in. I have a third one tomorrow with a, with a, a girl who's a Nashville singer songwriter who's blind and plays guitar and sings at the Bluebird Cafe and, has performed the national anthem over 200 times. Like, she's amazing. And so, you know, I think about, I don't have everything figured out yet. I don't know where this is all going. I don't even know what it's going to become. But I think if we're making little steps, that can lead to huge growth. And are we ever supposed to have everything figured out? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Like, are we ever, and, and those that say that they do, like, don't you just be like, they're mm. lying. Like, yeah, they're lying. like, just like, and like, whenever we're, we're on this journey of life and we're always trying to get somewhere, but I know it's, it's also so important to just be happy with where you are, you know? Yeah. Like, My daughter said, you know, get, be happy with the creative process because for me in business, you know, I was trying to put my business mindset to this podcast and it's like, okay, I got to have a logo. I got to have this. I got to do this. I got to have studio, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and I wanted to hurry through it, you know, like, no, I need a logo today. And she's like, mom, 
stop rushing the creative process. Like just, and I really realized that this is more of like a journey. It really is. It's more about, you know, having fun in the moment, reminding myself why I'm doing it. You know, like, yeah, I'm passionate about, you know, people with disabilities, women in business, singer songwriters, the stories behind the songs, my faith. But I also have to remind myself for the first time in my life, I'm allowing myself to have joy and have fun doing something. Whereas my work was always so serious and like stressful. And so for me, like, I feel bad almost that I'm having fun doing it. Like, it's a lot of work. It's like, you know, you probably are aware of this, but doing your homework and really like looking up people and understanding where they come from when you're doing interviews, it's a lot of work. You put a lot of time and effort in it. But at the same time, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And it's okay to have fun and, and like enjoy your life. So it's not about, you know, and for the first time, I really don't know where it's going. Like business, you know, we're going to grow this much. And here's what we got to do to get here. I got to get all these contracts in life like this. I'm really just listening when I pray about it, I'm just really listening to what God wants me to do. And that's different. It's like different than it's like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm just going to keep, keep after it, keep making little baby steps and keep having fun along. What I got from this is give yourself time and space to create. That's really what this whole, I mean, because I've had this podcast for like two and a half years now, it'll be like three years in November. And it's, our logo was different before I had a partner before it's changed, it's evolved over time. And I think it's, it's going to be something that's ever evolving, especially for you and yours and see the unseen, you're going to have your different guests and realize that you've got you might be more interested in one area than you thought you were. And, you know, it'll flow and change. And that's just the beauty of creation. And like what, when, and when God does things through you in that way, it's, I'm so excited to hear these podcasts and see what you're doing with them and all of it. I want to know what drives you. say well for my whole 30 plus years of my career it's been people with disabilities seeing what the challenges that they face seeing the things the successes that they accomplish you know all the achievements and people not understanding it and not knowing it puts things in perspective I sometimes say it's a bad day when I have a bad hair day and I look and I see that, you know, back when our, you know, the customers that I engaged with, I see the things that they would overcome, that they could drive a power wheelchair using only their eyes. You know, to me, that was just incredible that they would get, you know, still be getting up every morning and, you know, look at Steve Gleason. He has no movement, his whole body. And he, you know, he was a kicker for the New Orleans Saints. And He's still inspiring others and he's driving his power wheelchair with his eyes and that's it. And that's just, yeah, I remember meeting Steve and he said, I go, Steve, can we get a selfie? And I take this picture of him and he, and he goes, watch. And through his eyes, he's typing out on the screen. He says, watch this, Melissa, because it says it back to me. And he's opening and closing all of these screens. And then he puts the camera on us and takes a selfie. And I'm all through his eyes. 
And so I think if that guy can get up every day and encourage others, uh, you know, and if I can be an advocate for these people, that's what I want to do. Like to me, I, my one goal was that I never got to accomplish while I was at at my the wheelchair company, Name Motion, was that I wanted there to be national recognition for people who use complex wheelchairs. And that's my goal. And I thought, you know what? If I can somehow keep advocating for these people and somehow I get, you know, so it's a little goal. So like if I can get some sort of national media recognition for these people, then I'm gonna I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna do it. And so that's for me, that keeps driving me. I think it's this is allowing me a personal creative way to go about it versus the, you know, in the position that I was there. But yeah, I'm going to Washington, D.C. in September, and I'm going to interview a congressman, and you know, I'm going to talk about his career path, and I'm hoping to be able to advocate um, also for, for the ALS population and for people with disabilities and for people who need respiratory equipment, because you know these people deserve to be seen, they deserve to be heard, and they deserve to get the equipment and the, service, the products and services that they, that they need in their, their everyday life. So that's what drives me and everything that I do. Yeah, I mean, we we don't live in a third world country. We live in America. Right. And I I was I was doing some gratitude this morning and I was at the gym and the massage chair, hydro massage chair. Love those. Like it's a bed and it's just it's just great. And it's the the it's a blue room with scenery of just nature and I love that because it's a rainy day today and I just thanked God for being born in America and having the ability to have these luxuries so conveniently available because I could be born in so many I could have been I could have been born in Europe and they were closed down for like two years during COVID like I don't think people realize that like they want to like go to all these places and move away but they don't realize the stipulations that other countries went through during COVID and I'm sorry if you're gonna have that much control I prefer to be in the wild west I prefer to be a little crazy over here you know like I'm just that person but it just with us being in America, we absolutely have the resources. We've got all the things to make sure that our people with disabilities have the services they deserve. Right. And it's crazy if you had, if you even knew half of it, it's crazy that these people have to fight for what they need. I mean, when I started to work for the ventilator company, you're telling me that people need to fight to be able to breathe, like, because we can't cover it. I mean, the Medicaid system was based upon, was originally the age blind and disabled. And now it's just expanded so much that we're paying for things that now we can't take care of the most disabled population in the country. I think that's crazy that that happens in America. And so, yeah, you know, if, if you know, I thought, well, how hard is it, you know, to go work for a company that provides ventilators? You know, surely people understand that people need to breathe, right? But no, I mean, there are people who are getting denied the services that they need in order to breathe. So, yeah, I've, I'm pretty, I can get pretty fired up about that, Olivia, but you're right. We live in a, we live in America. We live in this great country. We ought to be able to take care of the most vulnerable population out there. Absolutely. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time and being able to share space with you and do this. And I'm so excited to see what you do coming forward.
Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be a, a guest on your podcast. And I'd hope to have you on mine as well someday. I'd love that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.